Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of We're the Walking Dead. This is your host, Ian. Shucky! No, nope. Good old Shuckaroo. Yes. Nope. Yep. No intro for you. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> this is Benji for Fireside Chats. Hi! How are you, Shucky? There you go. Good old Shuckasaurus Rex. <laughs> uh, we got a lot to cover today. Uh, last couple weeks have been pretty interesting for Walking Dead, so just to name a couple things here, um, a lot of exciting stuff with the comic. Um, coming up, we have uh, what's called the New World Order. Pretty exciting stuff there. Uh, Morgan is going to be joining Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, coming from the Walking Dead series. And then we have episodes five and six uh, in Walking Dead to recap. So it's going to be a, a hefty show. A little bit of a hefty show there. First and foremost, though, this is a spoiler-ridden show for anybody who is not caught up on the comics, anybody who is not caught up in the show. Please make sure you do so before listening, unless you just want to spoil it for yourself. That's yeah, cool. If you, don't like, if you don't care about spoilers, hey, hang yeah, in there. If you just want to listen to us. You're about to learn a lot of new things. You're about to learn a lot. You're about to take a lesson in a walking dead. And I don't know what voice this is, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> okay. So first and foremost. Uh, no, that's not here. Wrong show. Uh, wrong show. Anyways, Menti. Kick us off with the New World Order. What is this? What is going on in the Walking Dead comic? Well, yeah, so before we get into that, what we do need to do is give a quick little synopsis here on what's been happening in the comic. So Whisperer Worlds has officially been is ended, right? It's so we over. lost Beta recently. Uh, Alpha's gone. The Whisperers are without a leader. You can see that the we saw that one family kind of be, uh, decide to not become Whisperers, right? right? So we're seeing that, that that group kind of dissolve, or maybe. It's going into the background, right? The back burner. They fizzled. But for a while, uh, we've been getting these snippets of Eugene talking to somebody on a radio, right? He built, he, he fixed a radio and he's been talking to somebody for quite a long time. It's been something that they've been doing for, for a bit now. Uh, and recently, Rick found out about it and Rick said, we need to meet, right? So Rick has to stay back. So he has Michonne and, uh, and Eugene essentially go on this trip with a couple others where we meet Princess, probably the, coolest, awesome. the coolest Walking Dead character so that's been introduced in a while. She's the Deadpool of the Walking Dead. Right. I mean, yeah, we've said that quite so a couple far. times, but that's it, it makes sense for what we've seen from her. Right. Uh, and, and it's them going to find this new group. And when, when they get there, there's all these lights that are shining on them and everyone says, drop your weapons. And we're assuming like a, like a Woodbury or a, a Saviors, right? Yeah. We're, we're assuming, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, some, yeah. some. Yeah, one of those. They survived in their, you know, they're assholes. Couple so like, a couple AKs and a couple bats, but nothing to be worried nothing about. Nothing too crazy. But then we see the covers for, what is it, 174? 175 or 175, 176, something like that. But essentially... Oh, yeah, 175, you're right. You're essentially, correct. it is a group of, they're like wearing white tactical armor. And they're they're heavily armed. I mean, it is a so the the new arc's called New World Order, and it seems like this is a group that has not only survived but prospered in a way out. we haven't seen before. Like they're mass producing armor yeah. for their for their their group. It's like it's like a futuristic like post apocalyptic like they've they've figured it out. They've moved past the apocalypse, and and I mean that's what it looks like to me. At well, least. to to me, it's a pretty drastic jump from what we were just doing yes. so which is what i love this is a good breakup of what we've been doing because essentially it's been a group 
you know, that dissolves and then we meet a new group and then it dissolves and then we meet a, a new, new group. threat, and then a the, new issue. And then, so when we, so we got the, we got the main groups, right? You got your Alexandria, you got your Hilltop, you got your, your kingdom, you got your saviors. Then you had the whispers who were just chaos, right? Oh, they, yeah. they learned how to survive within the zombie horde. They essentially wore zombie skin, Walker skin, and they would whisper to each other. So zombies couldn't figure it out. It was a really cool idea. And then we moved from straight chaos to order. Right, mm. new even the name, New Ooh. World Order. I like that you just said that though. I like that. Does we that might make have sense? to remember that from chaos to order. That's like essentially that. what this is doing. Yeah, right. And that's to me where it's moving is a very drastic change from what we've been getting. Yes. And when you think about the the landscape of the Walking Dead comic book now, and you think about all those groups and Woodbury and how far reaching our groups are now. That's still just a small area. Yeah. Think about how many pockets of survivors there could be. What other things? Like there could be, a, for all we know, a government formed in a somewhere. few states somewhere. You let's, know what I mean? Let's take it. Well, so their group is coming from, or, or I should say the Alexandria group is traveling to Ohio, uh, which is where this new order, per se, whatever it is, uh, exists. Um, and it looks to be that there's some sort of governor or that's what it a leader, like. right? some leader, president, uh, yeah, a, <laughs> a woman. And I'm actually what, what you said earlier when you were saying Eugene talking on the radio made me think about it was what if she was the one that was talking to Eugene? And what if her as a governor is either bringing people in for a good reason or maybe a bad reason? Or maybe both. I or mean, maybe both. this could just be like, what if they're what if everything they're doing is great? But Rick just doesn't like the way like that kind of rule. Maybe the, they're like an iron fist, big brother kind of, you know, watching everything you do. And it's, yeah. it's almost like Woodbury-esque to, on steroids. Like Woodbury Ooh. from the comic or the show on steroids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Rick would not be down with that at all. But if no. they have that kind of a grab, like if, they, if they're the, the size of a state, for example, would Rick go along with it? Especially if that's the way that the whole country's going? Like there's a lot of craziness that can be had with a story that like this, depending on how big the new world order is. Yeah. Cause from the looks of it, they're pretty big. I mean, my, my big thing is Rick has fought so hard to create and he mentions it all the time in the comics, how hard that he had to work and how hard they fought to get what they have. I think if something like that were to exist, right, this new world order is this, uh, this, this grand big scaled, you know, bigger than community. life type of community that has everything figured out, that has these super soldiers clearly in this awesome dope uniforms. Um, and everybody in Alexandria is like, oh, sure, that looks great. Rick's going to be like, no, no, dude, I <laughs> we're not doing that. We what we're doing here is great. Well, it that, works. And that might create a lot of like, what if what if Alexandria decides that they want to go with them? And Rick says no. Right. Or what if the kingdom's like, we're going that way? That's what I'm saying. Like this It'll be, be interesting. It'll, It'll be, be interesting. Plus, I also love the idea that the whispers aren't gone. I love this. Because look at what the, sh the comic has been doing for years now. It's been creating this community, right? Sure. So we've got all these different types of communities. We've got the kingdom that's that's got a, this a lot of its properness, right? It's a proper community. Sure. You've got the hilltop and where Maggie is rules. I mean, I don't want to call it with an iron fist, but like the death penalty is a thing there. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like that's a that's a rough place to be. I mean, not really because everything's held, but you. You don't Way want to, to go, Negan. You screwed up Maggie for good. I don't want to get on Maggie's bad side. Oh, oh, never mind. I should let me let me preface this with saying is that the person. Well, I'll just say it. Gregory tries to tries to kill her, so she kills him. So oh, I, yeah, it's not 
I'm not saying that like Maggie's gone crazy in the books. I'm just saying that they have no problem with killing people there. Where in Alexandria, on the right. other hand, you go to jail. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. You're just gonna sit in prison for a long. And time. And then you've got the saviors who have no real leader, and they're they're like foaming at the mouths to to go back to the way things are. It almost seems like yeah, right. Then you got the whispers, who I think are the coolest little wild card in this. I whole was thing. just gonna say they're the wild card. They are because if you could get them into the community, right? If everyone can band together against this new world order, what do the whispers give you? They give you the coolest zombie slash walker slash rotter, depending on Concept what group you're in. Ever. Well, they're spies. Right. You could say, okay, so if you're in the New World Order and there's all these fences up, right? And you know, there's just big compound where everybody lives and that's where they are. Right. You could have the whispers go in there with a horde, surround the place, and then just listen. Wow. Like, they won't bother them. They're, they're just walkers on the outside of the fence. Yeah. But those could be your new spies. Ooh. I mean, there's so that's much. chilling when you think of it that way. There's so many that's cool so things. Crazy. The story can go in so many directions that I love. So that's right now, crazy. the book is what I'm mostly intrigued by. Yeah. The show is cool for different reasons, but the book is why I still want to do this show. Completely agreed. The, the comic is really what's moving this forward. And it's not even really a matter of the show progressing us to, oh, let's hope let's hope someday that we can meet up with the comic and, and see the content. No, no the comic actually, is. Actually, at this point separate them yeah i, I want the show to just you know give up on trying to stretch this thing out catch up to the book and move on a completely different direction completely agree with you there completely agree with you um it's let's, talk about, way, this, let's talk about the show yeah i was gonna say <laughs> let's talk we'll about move, the show move on to the show there but um so with uh episode five and six that just occurred um episode five kind of gave us a little bit of a filler episode for sure but well, it was it was gabriel and, and negan for the most part right really cool thing that happened though is you got a little bit uh for those that haven't read the uh, image magazine miniseries on negan they did um, release a new book they did release a new book for it if you haven't been able to check that out some of the content that you actually get in there you actually learn about uh negan in this episode so i thought that was really cool they sprinkled a little bit in there it wasn't yeah. a lot but it was give you a little bit about his backstory and how i mean essentially he's a gym coach right, right and where he came from and his wife and you know you didn't really get too much more just than think, that but just think that that negan works with children yeah that's that's hilarious <laughs> that's, wow I, anyway if if this was a if this was an expletive show i'd be able to <laughs> but no <laughs> um so that was really it for episode five i mean it showed how disorganized um the saviors are without Negan, um, and really where their rule is there. But it, outside of that, it was it was a filler episode. I mean, not one episode really, except for the first one, has has really moved the plot too far forward. Right? The plot hasn't moved much. Right. And even in that episode, it didn't move much. It, it gave us an idea of where it was going, but it really didn't go anywhere. Well, even even more so, like I recently watching episode six, obviously being the latest episode, um, when Rosita and Michonne go out to not sit around i guess that's what michonne wanted to do she wanted to go and do something and be proactive um she was like you're still healing yeah because it hasn't moved anywhere that was the end of epi of season seven right right hasn't so you're telling anywhere. me now that that season eight has really happened within like days mm -hmm. my god yeah it's my god that's it's what they do is they're, uh, they're slowing it down uh, the point i was trying yeah. to make is now that we know that now that we are aware that the they haven't They're fixed the mistakes it. of the past, and right. they are going to milk this season for everything it's worth. Now that we're aware of that, I think it's up to us as Walking Dead book and show fans to now look outside of pacing. Because pacing will always be a problem with this show sure. because of their own fear 
of the of, of catching up to the Walking Dead. Sure. Fear fear of catching up to the Walking Dead is, right. is AMC in a nutshell. Right. Um, so with that being said, you have to look in for moments that make it worth it. Completely. I right? agree with you there. And that's why I loved Ezekiel and the growth that he had in the previous episode. And this one was some fun with Negan, but for the most part didn't move anything. But I, the second one, the, the, the most recent episode, yeah, I really liked the Rosidia Michonne coming across the the uh, the saviors that didn't get back to the outpost in time. Right, that whole episode, that part was great because it was the coolest Rosita moment ever. Ever, it might be one of the coolest like moments moments outside of Daryl on the bike when he blew up the biker gang with the uh, rocket launcher. When she it was on par with that. It was when she cool. found that rocket launcher and then that dude said, "You're not going to use it." I went, she's, "Boom!" She's gonna blow him up. She got blowed him up. She gonna blow him up. He blowed got him and up. he got blowed him up. He got blowed up. He got blowed up. That was really cool, though. Uh, Rosita's been one of those characters. I love, love Rosita on the show. And she hasn't gotten, I I don't think, any screen time this season at all. Well, I mean, nobody has gotten a lot of screen. Because essentially, to me, what this show has been trying to do is is create a divide amongst all the characters, which is why they're focusing on each character. I think they're, although... Although I hate the fact that they're not moving the plot forward, I do kind of see where the thought process is because they're creating a divide. They're creating a divide with each character and making a decision of uh, life or death. Like, would you prefer to kill these people or keep them alive? They're doing it with everybody. In gotcha. unique ways. Everybody is getting a different, like, look at uh, Aaron losing his boyfriend, right? So right. Aaron's a little bit more, okay, let's kill him, right, than, than he normally would be. Then you also, and then Daryl is definitely over the deep end. Kill him. Oh, yeah. Daryl Daryl says kill him. I think Carol's kind of hit or miss. I don't know where she's at yet, but I bet Ezekiel is pretty down with kill him as well. I agree. Rick, we don't know. Uh, Oh, oh, no. I think Rick is, I think Rick is kill him. Rick is for sure kill him. He, he wants, but we know that, but we know where he goes. We yes. know that in the book he makes that he makes the decision on Correct. what to do with Negan. Correct. But you have Carl who would not want to kill him. Right. Right. You have Maggie to a degree who wouldn't want to kill him if it's advantageous. Yeah, but this last this last episode is showing her her grit, her dark side. Yeah. yeah who, she, she she will kill you. Oh, man. But it is it it's definitely showing that she's there's a willingness to try something different, especially with Jesus. But we've also oh, seen yeah. that Morgan Morgan will kill you. Morgan right. wants you dead. Right. So or he'll love you to death. We're you know creating I mean? that divide. Between every character to, I think, will be its own civil war, so to speak. Okay. Right? I think that that's what, what we're going to get is Negan's going to get captured just like he does in the comic. And then it's going to be, do we kill him or do we imprison him? And then that decision that Rick has to make is going to create a divide within the group that's probably going to be its own season. Oh, boy. To me, that's season nine. That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, man. That's, I, that's rough. That's rough. But, I, I don't. I, but does I, that not make sense? It, I think I think you've hit the I think you've hit the nail, the nail on the head there. And as far as like the what I think of when I when I think of what they're doing in regards to what you're saying with the character development, it makes me think of the early seasons of uh, Game of Thrones. Right. There was there was not really like this overall like you didn't know what it was coming to now. But the big thing that they were focused on in the beginning was just developing every character, developing their story, developing their backstory. What's their purpose going to be? What's their journey been like? And then now at the end of Game of Thrones, now you see where it's all come to fruition. Um, Yeah. But Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones doesn't waste any dialogue where Walking Dead does. Well, the thing with the Game of Thrones does that I love. Right. Is that they will have six or seven plot lines that they're juggling. Right. Right. And not all of them will go anywhere. I mean, there was a long time where Khaleesi went nowhere. 
Sure. Right? It was just her walking. It was like season three. <laughs> whole and season four. of just her walking. Right. Right. But other stories meet a climax, right? It moves somewhere. And then that's because there's multiple plot threads happening. The Walking Dead doesn't really have multiple plot threads. Well, no, but it's but... really one main plot that they're trying to squeeze a lot of character development out of because that's Agreed. why it's moving so slow. Agreed. That's what I'm saying, though, is I think now that I think I agree with what you're saying is that unfortunately, with the slow pace, they're focusing heavily on character development and kind of forming these um what's what's the word i can use like morals that these characters have and i think i agree with you there that like you can see blatantly with daryl like they created this animosity between daryl and rick for no forsaken reason it's because it's gonna pay off right aside from the fact to your point that it's gonna be coming to this big decision where everyone's gonna be like ah well rick screw you like you know how you know what would be the coolest thing in the world they're never gonna do it let me hear if daryl became the leader of the saviors so you're saying like took dwight's place yep I, I mean, I could see it. It could happen. And then, like, you know how in you the just book... killed Dwight? You know how in the books now the saviors aren't kind of down with Rick? Yeah. That's Daryl. Oh. Well, especially with uh, the conversation that Tara and Dwight had in the last... He's like, he's... Uh, what did he say? I'm going to kill Dwight. And she or she said something like, I'm going to kill him. And he goes, well, I'll help you. You know what I mean? Like, maybe I could see that. Yeah. I don't know if they'll kill Dwight. I mean, I Dwight might still know. have his place, but uh... it would be interesting to see... I, I think it would be interesting to see Daryl as a bad guy, not as a bad guy, so to speak, like a, a Woodbear, like a governor or something like that. But yeah, definitely a not on Rick's team. Right. Like and he's not not a villain, but he's an antagonist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that'd be really cool. I think that would give a different the fans a different dimension to to Daryl, because I think everybody is so sappy and lovey over over Daryl. Um, but uh, but yeah, episode six was great. Um, I think we only have a couple more episodes until the midseason finale. Again, with the with the rate that it's going at, it's it's not giving me much to really say that I'm excited. The midseason for. finale will be the be the neck cut. Do you think? Calling it? I'm calling the neck cut. I think it's going to be the the showdown with Negan and Rick, and he's going to slice his neck, and then that's going to be oh, where do they go from here? And then it's going to be he survived. Well, it's just <laughs> it's just like to me, it's like how like they're still trapped. They're still trapped in the sanctuary. Rick is naked in a box with the garbage people. Like how? Oh my! It's the garbage so people. Ridiculous. The garbage people gotta go. They're we gotta the stop bringing worst. them back. I was really upset when I saw them again. And and look, if they do another gladiator scene with Rick, well, I'm, you can I'm tell that's lo- what they. That's what it looks like. I'm gonna doing. lose my mind, dude. It's my biggest thing, and I, I was shaking my head watching. I think I even wrote it down too. I'm like, Rick looks so weak going back to them and saying i i, I want another deal you you, you you stabbed me in the back last time and you shot i'm sorry you grazed me you didn't shoot me you grazed me and he's still asking for their help and she's like no I'm unless good. he's got a plan i mean it's very possible he has a plan well, he like could but like he he went with them way too easy uh, you know, know what i mean like he let him i think rick let himself get captured yeah that doesn't I mean, seem very rick like for sure just to just walk, okay, let me just put me in this little container. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a there's an end goal here, and I, I'm, I'm sure, and he even said it, like, my people know that I'm here. Like, He's probably, I, I yeah. get it, but I don't know. It's, just, it's so unnecessary to include them. Unless there's some overarching, bigger plot that they're a part of, get rid of them. No, She's I, yeah, the I worst. Them. I think this is going to end with them taking out the garbage people and stealing all their guns. I think that all that's going to do is have them be heavily oh, armed for the final battle. Do. Like, give me... And that's the thing, like, um, you know, Gimple talked about there being a lot more action this season. Like, if that's going to be the action, have it with purpose. But have here, it yeah. with driving the plot that, forward somehow. The best thing you just said. Action with purpose. Yes. Don't just give me blatant action. Blatant action is stupid. 
It's right. just like it's mindless nothing. Which is what the first like, three episodes were. It was just shooting guns, but you didn't even they weren't reloading, they weren't aiming, they were just, just shooting and it was stupid. And you made a point that I love that this show uh, we we've were how many episodes in? Six? Six. So we're six hours into this. Well, I mean, last with commercials with AMC, it's probably like four. Don't even get me probably started. Probably like three hours. Don't even get me started, man. <laughs> but anyway, with, with six episodes in and Michonne's still healing. Yeah. Michonne is still healing is a huge... This has been days this since is, the end of season seven and we've gone nowhere. That's how slow the plot is moving. It's it's bad. That it's she, really she bad. blocks a, a hit and her arm, her shoulder's still messed up. Yeah. From the last fight she was in. Like, Rosita's got a patch on her chest. Oh my like, God. It's bad. So we'll we'll see what happens with the rest of uh you know before the midseason finale. Um, but on to exciting stuff, good stuff. What's that? Morgan. What? No one's ever said that ever. On to the exciting stuff for Walking Dead. <laughs> Morgan. Well, not specifically. Everyone's Morgan. like, oh, thank God, Morgan. Right. N- not specifically Morgan, but more so. We're gonna bring back a character that that you haven't seen in a while. Who's it gonna be? Oh, Morgan. It's like it's like the uh, the uh, the old uh, what is it? Pokemon episodes, and you see, who's that Pokemon? It's Morgan. Oh. Cool. Yeah. Look, I look, I like the character of Morgan. Well, well, what's Morgan doing? I didn't even I didn't even get to that part. So what's why are we talking about Morgan? But, but, yes, it's a good question. Why are we talking about Morgan? Because <laughs> nobody wants we're gonna, to talk about Morgan. We're losing people here. Because when you think of... Okay, so let's just to give a quick breakdown on Morgan, right? Yes. Morgan from the comics was a dude who was squatting in Rick's house during the apocalypse as he's been in his coma with his, do- with his son, right? He wouldn't leave because his dead wife was outside and he didn't have the heart to shoot her and they would just stayed in the house, right? So Rick shows up. Rick has a bandage and he says, uh, you know, I'm not bid... I need your help. I got all these guns. I'll make sure that you're you're protected. You and your son are protected, right? So he gives them. They they break in. They steal the guns. He gives them a couple guns and he leaves. Right? We haven't seen him in a while. Right. Then in the show we get Crazy Morgan, where his son died. Because we know his son dies. Because we get Crazy Morgan in the in the books too. It's just later on. Right. But in the show we get Crazy Morgan pretty early on. Early. Right. Was it season three, four, something like that? Two or three. I think it's it's not two because two is the uh, well could be because they were searching at that point. Could have been. I don't remember. Maybe. Anyways. We did get crazy um, Morgan with all the guns, right? Correct. Then all of a sudden, nothing for a long time. Then we get I Love Life Morgan. And we get that stupid arc. And we find out that he was like in a cage and he learned about Zen and and a bow staff, right? Worst filler episode. Now he's all, I'm ready to kill everybody again. So the flip-flopping of Morgan is what's annoying people. Yes. Right? Very much. But Morgan is now going to be jumping ship from The Walking Dead, meaning he's probably going to die this season. <laughs> and spoiler alert there, but he's jumping ship from The About Walking time. Dead. It's overdue. And he's going to fear The Walking Dead. Mm. Now, I like the actor. Yes. I Lenny like James. He's great. I, I think he's a great actor. Yes. I think he's just had a lot to work with with Morgan that's not that fans don't appreciate. Right. But he himself is a good actor. Yes. I really do like his portrayal of Morgan. It just don't like where they take the character sometimes. I, I think he's much better as a portrayal in the show. He's way better as Morgan than Morgan was in the in the comic. Yeah, because the, com- well, so. the comic didn't really have much for Morgan. Right. I mean, he was there, but he wasn't really there. Right. And then he didn't even last very, very long at all either. Like Morgan should have already been he should have already been killed off in the show. But be- I think because of how Lenny James is as his interpretation of Morgan in the show is so good. His delivery is, I mean, he's just a great actor. Yeah. They were like, we need to keep this guy around. So, so much to the point now where we're taking him from walking dead and they're somehow bringing him into fear. That's the weirdest part. Because when you think, when, when we first heard about this crossover event with the walking dead and fear the walking dead, first and foremost, we assumed one episode, right? Right. We assumed like they're going to run into somebody and it was going to be like Abraham, like, 
Who cares? Right. Who's the guy you'd think it would be since he came from well, Texas? And and from what we heard, Kirkman said that the Rick was in his coma for roughly four to five weeks. Yeah. Right. So not a lot of time. I don't. So, but that means that we're now fear the Walking Dead wherever they are now. It's probably like season two or three. Yes. For the Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. Yep. But that does mean that. Morgan is somewhere in what Georgia? Limbo. He's in limbo. He's somewhere. Yeah, he's in. Uh, well, yeah, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Um, after he after he meets Rick, but it's, I mean, after Rick leaves, right? I, I are we getting backstory now on we're we're now backtracking to well, backstory this, on Morgan? Maybe it's crazy Morgan from when he leaves his little bunker, right before he becomes Lovey Morgan. But I thought we saw that already. That's like what that's, I mean. We got that weird backstory with Morgan and that guy with the bow staff, right? Right. That explained why he went from bloodthirsty crazy Morgan to like. Right. So it's like, when, when where was does that? This, where does this take place? Wait, when was that? Because if that happened and then when Rick finds him, he's in that house where it's barricaded. Or as you maybe, said, maybe that happens. And then Lovey. Oh, that means Lovey Dovey Morgan is the one that we're going to get in fear. And he's guiding somebody. Like that maybe he's sucks. guiding Nick. Like maybe he's guiding Nick. I hope not. Oh god. I hope not. I don't give me know. Crazy Morgan. If you're gonna give me Morgan, give me Crazy Morgan. 007 Morgan. Maybe they're the reason uh, he's no Morgan. longer. Maybe maybe they get him from that weird crazy state and they they turn him into something different. I don't know. Maybe. But how does he fit into this? And how does he get to where they're at? Like right. there's a lot of questions that I'm intrigued by. And I, my hope is they put a lot more thought into this than I think they did. To I, me, I hope so. To me, it sounds like it's a it's a grab for Walking Dead fans to to appreciate and and jump ship to fear. Well, not jump ship, but you know, escort the boat in, right? <laughs> right. I mean, Scott Gimble, his exact words: Morgan's story will continue in this season of The Walking Dead, and then begins again in the upcoming season of Fear the Walking Dead, pushing the series and the Walking Dead universe itself into new directions and new possibilities. So. Again, it's it's a big question mark in terms of what are they going to do with Morgan in fear? Is it really just a way to say, hey, you guys like Morgan so much, we're putting him in our other show. You should check it out. But I think they think the fans really like Morgan. Like, okay, maybe are there's... Are they that out of touch with their fan base? Maybe, because, look, it's either that or where we live here in the Philadelphia area, nobody in the Philadelphia area likes Morgan. No. I've never heard anybody I've talked to about The Walking Dead or conversations with The Walking Dead who are stoked about Morgan. Yeah, n- not, not, I don't even think Felix likes him. And look, th- I'm sure there are people out there who do. I'm sure there are thousands upon thousands. But when we think of the millions of people who walk the, watch <laughs> The Walking Dead, it just seems a little ridiculous to me that we're putting this much focus on Morgan. Yeah. I mean, it's realistically though, as we've already said, the only other real choice they could have gone with was Abraham. But even then, it's like, why was there a necessity no, or a need you could to have bring done, someone else? You could have done Merle. Merle's dead. Not at that point. Oh yeah, in between. Well, Merle well, would have been it's cool. cutting it close though. It's cutting it close with the storyline of Walking Dead. Well, we don't really know where it fits in. We still don't even know where where fear is well, in in relations to Walking Dead. Right. Well. So that's the thing too, because like, what if they fear, ran into to to Merle with no hand, no hand Merle, right, right before Woodbury. Well, but that they would have to be on the almost so the other side the, of the country. Though. That would mean it would be happening in the middle of season two. Yeah, I mean, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that works. Maybe he got a car and he drove. I don't know. I know. I, I don't know how any of this thing works. Is Fear the Walking Dead is ended in Texas, right? Wasn't it Austin, Texas that it it ended in? You're the one so who watched. It's, <laughs> so it's. How I just it to me it's a big question mark and it's I I get it 
I get that it's cool. I, I think it's I think it's awesome that they're putting attention to Fear the Walking Dead now that um, the way that Walking Dead has been received by the fans now, having uh, less viewers um, every single year, losing millions of viewers every year, probably the lowest. I think it's the lowest they've had since season two. So I, I can see where they're trying to have an even divided attention to Walking Dead and now saying with Fear the Walking Dead going into season four, but it's you got to hit it out of the park. You got to do it right. You can't just bring a character in just to be like, "Hey, it's Morgan." But let's okay. The one thing that we do know that that at Kirkman and The Walking Dead, at least writing staff, not maybe the show writing staff, but at least the Kirkman writer's staff are really good at character development. Really good. Yeah. I'm not talking the show because the show is just taking their cues. You're saying the comic. Right. And, uh, well, not even that. Even the people who write the books. I mean, there's a lot of of unique things that are given to each character to make them alive in their own sense. So, I mean, if we look at the governor, right? So take the governor, for example, as a, as a character who, if you look on him on the surface, especially in the, the short time he was in the comic, he's not that intriguing of a character. He's right. just kind of a bad guy a menacing who does bad things, right? right? He's an awful rapist who deserved to die, right? <laughs> he is. That's what he was. He was terrible, terrible person. Right. Then we all of a sudden get Rise of the Governor and we get the, the Fall Road, of the Governor Road books. To Woodbury. We right. get a really unique look at the Governor and, and, and who Brian Blake is and answers questions from the show of why does he call himself Brian when his name's Philip? Hey there, like, Brian. Right. So <laughs> if, if they can do that with the character like the Governor, they can definitely add things that make morgan a more unique and intriguing character on the walking dead like how does how does morgan react with with nick that's a really interesting point how does like adrenaline junkie nick handle someone like crazy morgan right. if that's or, who we got or reserved morgan so it'll right. be interesting to see where they take that because what they are good at is taking a character and making him something more yeah uh, i mean i <clears throat> Uh, I mean, it's it, for me with Morgan. It's it's just like like we even said earlier, the roller coaster of emotion that I've had from him, um, even from this season and from last season. It's it's just unpredictable. So the big thing is we is the question mark. We don't know what we're gonna get. I mean, either way, it's still news. It's exciting. It's yeah, exciting it, to see the change up. But it means that I'm gonna watch Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> right. Exactly. It means that I'm gonna catch up on last season. Now you have a reason to watch. Right. You have a, a reason to listen to Felix. I so. have a reason to watch that show. I have a reason to watch Walking Dead now because there have been moments that I like, and I, and I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Even though I know that they're gonna stretch it out. Right. And it <laughs> it's like a, it's like an annoying little brother. That's what this show has yeah, become, like right? Me. I'm very, I'm very, yes, it's you, Ian. I'm very, I'm very excited to see where you go in life, yeah. right? But you're annoying the crap out of me in the present. <laughs> that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah, and the, so the book's going well. I mean, every, everything's going well, at least in, enough to keep me involved and make this show keep going. So. Definitely. With that being said, with you- with that being said, we will wrap it up for this one. Um, yeah, again, give your uh, give your thought, give your feedback on anything that we're discussing. What do you guys think about the new direction with the comics? What do you guys think about Fear the Walking Dead? Um, voice your opinions, let us know. Comment, like, share, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. All that stuff. I don't even know if we can subscribe, but subscribe anyway. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Ooh, do you like you're on iTunes? Yeah. <laughs> give us a little get a little subscribe button in there. You want to you you listen on Overcast? Little subscribe button. Yeah, you know, show a little love. Just, just type in Fireside Chats, even though the show's called We're the Walking Dead. You're you right. Gotta, you got to look for Fireside Chats, because, you know, that's what we do here. Quick pun. We just put everything into one stream. Everything together. <laughs> right. On that note, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.